Welcome to another edition of Toka Backstage. This is Chris Wolf, the Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation. It is my honor to have Abby Gardner here, who is the opening um, performer for our Studio Cabaret series on Friday and Saturday, October 18th and 19th. So make sure you get your tickets and enjoy. And also don't forget to get your dinner tickets from Red Car Brewery. Um, but Abby, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for having me, Chris. So I'm really curious. I've, I've, I've gotten to know a little bit about your music and I've, and actually how I found you is a whole different story, but yeah, your style of guitar playing, it's, is it, I know it's slide, but it, I, I saw one review that says not only a first-rate dobro, dobro player, but a songwriter to be reckoned with. Yeah. Dobro is the style or is that the guitar? Yeah, it's a little of both, actually. Um, anything, any guitar that has, actually, this is convenient. <laughs> um, any guitar that has this resonator cone in it, like that hubcap looking thing. Mm -hmm. um, could kind of conventionally be called a dobro, even though dobro is a brand name. So it's really a resonator guitar. But the people that play it lap style um, are usually the ones that call it dobro more often than others. And that was the other thing too, is your style of guitar playing, it's not like people are used to. It's like, you're not gonna yeah. get up there and strum it. It's, it is sort of, I mean, most guitar, slide guitar players I've seen, they have like a little table or they have like stands right. on a guitar. Yours is actually uh, around your neck and on your, on your hips, I guess? Mm-hmm. How did Yeah, it's sort of, um, it comes from like the bluegrass world, basically. Um, that's where I learned, you know, the tuning that I use, which is an open G tuning, and um, the fact that I play with a, a little slide bar. Um, instead of pressing the strings down to the neck, this is, I just used the slide. Um, kind of like a lap steel player like you're talking about. Um, but it's kind of a crossover. It's used more in like country music and bluegrass, um, usually as a side instrument to complement a band. Um, but because I also come from the singer-songwriter world, I'm kind of combining those two things together and being my own side person to my own songs. <laughs> so it's, it's really fun. To, it's a kind of a challenge to back myself up because the, the tuning is a little challenging. Um, you can't just like strum chords really normally like a guitar. It doesn't have the same voicing. But um, I'm finding ways around that. So, what inspired you to get into the slide guitar? I just always loved the sound of it growing up, listening to like Jerry Douglas and but Bonnie Raitt and um, all the like old blues guys, you know, um, just, I've always just loved that sound. And I totally find it fascinating because I actually had a, I had a friend who is a blues guitar player mm -hmm. and um, he actually started doing slide only because he had a stroke and he couldn't, he couldn't do the, the frets. Right. But it's an amazing sound, and it's so it's awesome to watch. And I'm 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 really curious, or I'm anxious for uh, for my, our audience to see you play this style because I don't think they have seen it before. It's not a it's not a common thing, is it? No, no, definitely not. Um, like I said, you might see it here and there in a bluegrass band, but it's not even like one of the core instruments in that. And it's pretty challenging to play uh, slide, like 
this kind of slide, you never touch, uh, you never make a chord with your fingers. Right. So it's really, you know, you have to, the intonation is different. It's, it's a lot more challenging in that way. And, and how did you stumble upon songwriting? Um, I started writing songs as soon as I started playing guitar, right after college. Um, I went to school for occupational therapy. And uh, then I just started playing guitar right out after college. And as soon as I learned one E7 chord, it's like two fingers, the easiest chord, but it sounds good, you know? Yeah. I started writing songs um, with just that. <laughs> one chord songs? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know, blues all the way. Um, but I, I had a really bad hand position, actually, um, with guitar. So that's what led me to play lap style dobro. Um, and I'm so glad that it did because uh, a lot of people come to Dobro after an injury or arthritis or some people are even, you know, they're missing fingers or something like that. And um, it's kind of like this instrument that takes, takes everybody. I mean, I know that I could just, no matter what happens to my hand, I could probably still play Dobro, which is good. That's awesome. <laughs> well, and, and I'm curious, you said you went to college for occupational therapy, but then you picked up the guitar yeah. And I'm assuming you stopped uh, being trying to be an occupational therapist? Eventually. I mean, I grew up in a family of musicians going back many generations. So I, I actually grew up playing classical flute. Um, and I thought that was going to be my life. But I didn't get into music school. It turns out, you know, the, the perfection of classical music was not my strong suit. <laughs> Songwriting is more forgiving. <laughs> so... Um, you know, the, my stint into a health profession was sort of a rebellion in my family. Ah. <laughs> I was even fed for a little bit just to really stick it to my parents. Um, but then uh, I kind of, I came back to it. I, I knew I always wanted to be a musician. It just changed forms over the years. That's funny. Usually it's people become musicians to despite, to despite their yeah. parents. I know. It's a little backwards in my family. Well, that's, that's good, though. That's good because... Yeah. Now we have a great show coming up. Um, and you have, I, I'm also curious because you have not only your solo show, which you're doing for us, but you also have a group or actually I, I'm, I've seen online that you play with a number of different groups. Um, tell me about your group. How did that form? Yeah, the band is called Red Molly and we formed back in 2004 at a folk festival. And uh, we're really centered around the harmony vocals um, and you know, we've been, we've been going strong for so many years, uh, that a few years ago we took a little break and that's when I started playing solo more. And, um, now we're back, but we're kind of part-time. We're doing about two months out of the year just to keep things super fresh. And we got a bass player and a, and a drummer to back us up. Um, we're still focused on the harmonies, but we're writing a lot more songs and, so it's, it's nice to have that balance because when I tour with them, I'm like, oh, this is great. I don't have to worry about the rhythm. I can just play lead, harmonize, you know, sing yeah. my songs, but also back up other people, which is a joy for me. Um, but then just when I'm getting a little tired of that, I get to go off and do my own shows and get that challenge. Like, oh, this is fun. Now I can, if I feel like extending the song, for, you know, three minutes into this crazy solo, I can do it. But once I get bored of that, it's time to go back out with Red Molly. So that's it's really great. Nice. <laughs> yeah, most people don't get that opportunity. I think that I think that's awesome to have that diversity in your in yeah. your career. 
I think um, it's a strength too, because some, you know, I, I, the band will do more like festival stuff, and I'll do more intimate, like inside venues, and it's nice. That is nice, yeah. and and so when you when you became a musician, what was the ultimate goal? Was it just to? Because I'm assuming when you first wrote your first song, it was with a chord. Yeah. How did you stumble into slide? Yeah, I mean, I. I really, I just love the sound of it. Even before I played guitar at all, I, I just love the sound, especially Jerry Douglas going to bluegrass festivals and stuff like that, seeing that growing up. Um, but yeah, the slide, the switching to lap style slide was really because, because my hand hurt, you know, I can, I couldn't play guitar anymore. Um, I was having really bad problems, like nerve problems. Oh. And uh, yeah, when you, when you extend your wrist, when you're playing lap style like this, it just gives your fingers a lot more mechanical strength and puts less pressure on them. So, and I learned that from occupational therapy. So it's <laughs> weird how my, you know, my worlds collide. Sometimes it's just kismet. It was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so, um, and your style of music, um, have you always won? I mean, you definitely have a distinct style. How did you come across that? I mean, have you tried like the pop rock way or did? Uh, I mean, I was in, I've always been pretty rooted in, in like acoustic music. Um, I was in a bar band for a while, but just the, the amount of noise um, didn't really suit me. I, I like, I like crowds that listen, you know, um, uh, back then you could smoke in bars. So that was another reason I didn't, <laughs> wasn't into it. Um, but yeah, I think, um, it's a combination of my mother taking us to bluegrass festivals as I was, a, when I was a kid and that, so that acoustic rootsy thing. Um, but my dad is a jazz Dixieland swing musician. So he played, uh, piano and trombone and he still does actually. He's 81 and he just put out a new CD. Awesome. I know it's amazing um, so I, I ha get a lot of jazz um, influenced into my music as well so I've, I feel like it's sort of rooted in, in singer-songwriter blues but then I have this this other side of it well that's the thing is when I when I was listening to it I was like it, it, little Americana little I, it was hard to it was hard to say this is the style of music that you do so right. I was, I was kind of like, how, how would you just, if somebody said, what kind of music do you play? Well, how would you describe it? Just, um, right. If I was meeting one of my neighbors or something, yeah. I would, I would probably say, um, acoustic music. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I use the word Americana, but a lot of lay people don't really know what that means. Yeah. Um, so well, I would say acoustic singer songwriter. But with slide guitar. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's it's like even with when somebody says jazz, it's yeah. Like the, uh, I challenge anybody to to say this is jazz. There is no one specific style right. of jazz. It's like exactly. Americana. Americana is similar. It's like you yeah. can call a lot of different things Americana. Exactly. Yeah, it's not quite as um, specific as like bluegrass has a very specific sound and like chords and me melodic range to it. Um, but 
But when I think of jazz, I think of more like chromatic movement and more variety in the chord structure. And sometimes the melodies are, are more adventurous, you know, but I, yeah. I think whatever I play, it ends up sounding like blues. All the jazz tunes that I, that I write or pick, I tend to lean on the bluesy ones. And the same thing with like, if I cover a Tim O'Brien song or a, blue, a bluegrass thing, um, I tend to make it more bluesy. Well, that's good. We like the blues. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Um, so when, when people, I mean, as a singer songwriter, I imagine you are trying to, to not necessarily send a message, but convey a feeling or, or maybe even a message depending on the song. Yeah. What do you hope people walk away from your concerts with? What's, is there a feeling a, a message? Um, I don't have a specific message that's overarching in my whole show, but I'm hoping to get people to have a little break from lives, you know, just be taken somewhere and, and feel something, whether it's uh, knowing that they're not alone. If they, if they connect with one of the feelings from my song, if it's, you know, sadness or who knows. Um, but it, maybe they just feel less alone or they're just like getting a break from what they usually think about and, and diving into the stories in my songs. Um, I'm hoping to just, you know, really entertain people and hopefully bring them together. There's not a lot of uh, divisiveness in my songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be nice. Yeah. And change your face from social media. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there's a place for that, for sure. But for some reason, it hasn't gotten into my songwriting. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when I, I do, I have one song about um, a soldier. It's called The Mind of a Soldier. But it's it's taken from the perspective of a woman trying to connect with her soldier in her life. So it's, I always take the more emotional side of things and that seems to work for me. Great. Well, I, I, I have a feeling you'll enjoy our audience. They, they are good listeners and they, they love it when the audience, they love to get to know the artist Nice. on stage so uh -huh. they love the banter and and don't be surprised that they if you ask a question if they answer it because they are okay good they are vocal. <laughs> they're, oh, they're like actually that. a good group they're a good group great um so yeah our our cabaret space is really intimate mm -hmm. um it's like no more than 100 people um great. and there is food and drink but no service so they'll they'll be sitting there paying attention just waiting for you to entertain them which i know you will Perfect. Um, so you live in correct me if i'm wrong is it uh texas no uh jersey city new jersey oh boy i was yeah. way off <laughs> i don't know where i was thinking maybe because how i found you was really funny i um yeah. i have friends uh bettman and halpin who oh, yeah. uh yeah and they had posted a thing saying that they they had gone to see your show and they posted some ranting and raving review of it. And I go, okay, well, I got to check this out then if they like it because they're the sweetest people in the world. Right. And um, then I kind of went down the rabbit hole of your your videos on YouTube and your music. And I said, okay, we have to have her come in. Yeah. So that's that was how I, I discovered, discovered. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, they, they did a concert um, in my neighborhood and then I did a concert you know, we, we, it was kind of back to back. They came to one of mine and then I was like, well, where are you guys staying? You should come stay with us. So they, they stayed with us for a day or so. And 
And yeah, just sweet, sweet people. Yeah. So I'll have to yeah. thank them for that. They've done, they've done our uh, cabaret before and I'm, I'm hoping to get them back at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I love hanging out with them. Um, but that's why maybe why I thought you were more West was because right. I, the show that you were in, I think was West. Well, how's Jersey? <laughs> it's good. It's a little hot right now. We're, um, we're expecting 99 degrees today and a hundred tomorrow. Yikes. Yeah. California is no better right now. Um, yeah. so, uh, one of the things that one of the, uh, missions of the foundation is also to encourage and, and uh, sort of mentor and, and help young artists get their, their start. If you were to sit down with a young singer-songwriter, because we do have several who um, are very passionate, I mean, kids. We have a, a thing that we do, South Bay's Got Talent, where we have, you know, a competition, and some of these kids write these just amazing songs. Right. What would you? What words of advice would you give somebody? Um, I would tell them to um, keep going towards whatever gives them the most energy back. Um, basically, like if they love to sing, just dive really far into that. You know, um, there a lot of times we we try to make ourselves do things we think we should do. You know, and um, like, oh, I should know how to do opera or I should know how to whatever. I need to read music to be able to write music. It's not necessarily true. I would just just keep trying to follow, um, you know, what excites you and what, what makes your heart happy. Because um, it can quickly turn into a business and that it, and that's great sometimes, but but even then, you know, it can get a little cloudy as to where your North Star is. So, so um, I would still suggest a lot of practicing, you know, using a metronome. I'm big on using the metronome. <laughs> I'm actually teaching a class about that next week. Um, but, you know, and doing all of that stuff. But at the same time, always knowing why you're doing it, why you're writing the songs you're writing and why you're practicing and um playing guitar you know what it what does it give back to you and make yeah. sure it you know gives something back to you because sometimes i have lots of friends and colleagues that just need to take a break from it and remind themselves why they got into it in the first place yeah it, it's funny we i asked this question of all the performers and and that seems to be the one continuing thread is follow right. your heart follow your passion because yeah. at the end of the day you need something that's going to fulfill you and make you happy um right. Yeah. It, it, and it's funny, I, I, I've, I think I've said this before in this podcast, but there was uh, a group that I was trying to help and, and, and encourage. And I said, so what's your, what's your long-term goal? And they said, oh, I want to win a Grammy. It's like, well, that's not a goal. <laughs> and that's not going to get you very far because that's, yeah. you know, it, at the end of the day, that, that's not – a reward that you should be after follow yeah. your, follow it's your good to have it's good to have uh you know kind of tears of your goals like that can be up here but like what what's all this other stuff yeah exactly <laughs> playing you bars you know it's it's a yeah. I, I don't you know quite frankly I, I, my hat goes off to all musicians because i don't know how you guys do it it's uh yeah sometimes it's a very thankless task and it's um but I, I imagine it, it, that's one of the other reasons why it has to be personally rewarding for you, right? Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's a lot easier ways to make, uh, make the living, have a life, you know, pay your mortgage, all that stuff. And sometimes, uh, you know, the best musicians I know will take the financial thing out of it so they can keep it as a rewarding artistic endeavor. Um, a lot of times. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like having a day job that supports and your art and keeps it alive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of super talented people out there who do just that. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's fulfilling yeah. your, you know, yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, this has been a blast. I really do appreciate your taking the time. Yeah. Um, Thanks Chris. Just as a reminder, uh, Abby will be at the Studio Cabaret at the Nakano Theater Friday and Saturday, October 18th and 19th. And you can tell I'm reading the, my little cheat note over here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, we're, it's going to be a blast. We're looking forward to it. And, and I know the audience is yeah. going to love you when they see you. Awesome. I can't wait. Well, thanks so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks, Bye. guys.